This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, thanks very much for joining us. There's no breaking news on the Rays right now, but uh, January is kind of an important month for prospects. And as you know, the Rays have the top farm system, arguably, in the game. And in January, they do a lot of monitoring of prospects. In some cases, they're bringing guys back because they're working their way on rehabs from injury. For others, uh, they may be uh, doing some strength and conditioning just to get bigger and stronger. Um, And then for others, uh, they're kind of doing some monitoring. The Rays have a a pitching camp uh, in January. This week, they had a hitting camp, and it was pretty important because they've got a lot of new guys on the teaching side of things that are working with some of the talented prospects the Rays have, and it also is an opportunity in some cases for introductions. Uh, During the course of the podcast, you're going to hear from five guys I had a chance to sit down with individually, one being uh, one of the newest Rays prospects in uh, a very exciting middle infielder from Florida in Xavier Edwards, Uh, two guys who were newly added to the 40-man roster in Vidal Brujan and Ronaldo Hernandez, uh, as well as two former top picks in Garrett Whitley and Chris Betts who have had injuries earlier in their careers. And now they're really getting back on track. So I hope you enjoy this. Uh, our first chat was with Xavier Edwards, um, of course, traded in the Padres deal involving Tommy Pham, uh, a Florida native. Um, I had a chance to, or Florida resident, I had a chance to sit down with Xavier and ask him, uh, now that uh, some space has gone since the trade in December, has things really set in for him? It didn't really start to set in until I got over here and I made the drive. Um, you know, just getting to get familiar all over again with a new place, a new location, back in my home state of Florida. And uh, but it's definitely been good so far. I mean, the people here are great. Um, the team, my teammates, have been welcoming. And, you know, really good the first couple of days. Being as young as you are, what does it mean to be with a new organization to be traded? It's it's a lot to take in. Yes, it definitely is. You know, I'm still learning it myself. Um, so I only had one full season under my belt. So um, now going to my second, I'll be with a new team and a new place. But uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. What does it mean to be at home, at least now, within the state of Florida and know that you're going to train in the state of Florida um, as someone who spent a lot of your, your youth here? It's always good to be home. You know, that's why the off season is such a, a great thing because it's, you know, some time off and, you know, you're in your home where you're most comfortable. And uh, it's definitely good to just be able to hop in the car and, you know, drive two and a half, three hours away from home to, to be at spring training or for whatever. So, Tell me um, how this time you think will help you come spring training because you n- there won't be a whole lot that's foreign to you or at least less will be foreign because you're putting names with faces. You're at least spending a few days together. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, you know, this, this, you know, I definitely value these these five days here in a Port Charlotte because I get to you know, you know meet some new people. You know, meet the all the guys in the organization and some of the guys that they have here, right? The player playing on the playing side, and you know, it's definitely good to just you know get to know some guys beforehand. And you know, I won't be a complete stranger when I get here in, in a month or so. Playing in the Midwest League, you played in the same league the race ran. So, 
Who Did You Know? Or Who Did You Know from either showcases or Perfect Game or all those kinds of different competitions from the Rays before you got to this organization? I met Nick Snow back in uh, high school at uh, East Coast Pro. Um, I met Chris Betts at uh, you know Midwest League throughout playing and in, in the All-Star game. I met Nico Holsizer, who recently got traded, but I met him at the same thing in the All-Star game and playing against Great Lakes. Uh, yeah, Wander briefly. Um, I think some of the pitchers, I can't remember them by name, but I had met some of them also at the Midwest League All-Star game. They had quite a few guys at the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. So that, was, that, for the most part, is pretty much all I know. What's impressed you um, so far about the organization itself and the limited time you've gotten to know and the people you're meeting, be they players, be they coaches, front office, what stood out to you? Now, a lot of the players, you know, they're all really nice, you know, real welcoming, you know, they talk to you just like you've been here for as long as they have. So it's definitely cool to, you know, feel welcome into a new environment right off the jump. And the coaching side, you know, they do things, uh, you know, they feel like they have a plan in place and that they're they're willing to interpret and, you know, let the time go by to see how that how that works. So I like that they're committed to a plan. Obviously, you're um, just getting to know yourself, having gone through your first full season of pro ball. What did you learn about yourself last year? I learned that um, you know it's a long year, and you know it's different when people say it, and then when you actually go through it, and you're out there and you're playing, you know, 25, 26 days a week or a, a month, and you're out there six, seven days a week, and you know, there's two off days in the month, and it's hot, and you're tired. You got to lift twice or a week, how many times, and you know, do all your regiments. So you know, you, you got to come up with a routine. And you know, I think for me, it, in this first full season, it just helped me develop a routine that I feel like I can, you know, just use as a as a guideline, and then you know, grow up on it as the years go by. Did you change your off season routine based on how you kind of felt during the season? And if so, what kinds of things did you change um, about your prep for the upcoming year? Um, not so much change. I mean, I change, I change the location that I work out in the off season, and this new place does you know do some other stuff. So it's more focused on like mobility and you know your movements. We do some yoga, so staying flexible, which is a big part of it. Just being able to stay healthy over such a long period of time for 140 games is such a big part of it. So. Yeah, I think just, you know, more focusing on not just only the strength, but also, you know, conditioning yourself, you know, doing running, being in shape, you know, working on mobility, flexibility, you know, all that stuff, I think all ties into having a good, successful season. The length of that year, was it harder mentally or physically? I want to say, uh, I think, I think mentally. I think physically I held up pretty well for, you know, my first time playing, having to play so many games in such a, a small period of time. You know, you know, the games start, you know, they start going by and you like counting days and stuff. So, it, you know, it gets really repetitive. So you just got to stay locked in and, you know, just keep chugging away until the end. And for our fans who didn't know, before you committed to baseball, you were a pretty good tennis player, right? As a youth and you've got a sister who, who plays a lot. How did that come about? And did you ever really have a choice that you had to make between the two? Yeah, so my sister, yeah, many. She's about six and a half years older than me. So um, she played tennis at a high level growing up in, in the junior ranks. And, you know, she'd ranked, you know, top 100 in the in the country and, you know, playing for juniors. And you know, I was always traveling around with her, going to tournament, tournament, different places and all these places. So, uh, or just batter practices, you know, I was hitting in the other court. 
So I, I'd always at tournaments also I'd find, you know, other kids to play with that are out there. You know, my sister's on that court. My sister's playing your sister. So, you know, me being a little kid, like, oh, okay, so let's go hit on the wall. Or let's go play. Let's go hit. So um, that's definitely how it came about. Um, I was always around the tennis court. I was probably around the tennis court more than I was the baseball field at that time. Because tennis is such an individualized sport and hitting is also so individualized and such a mental um, game. Does that help in any way, shape, or form? Just being out on an island, being up there yourself at the plate, does it tennis experience help you at all with baseball? Yes, definitely. Um, just like you, you use the perfect example from hitting a baseball and hitting a tennis ball. Um, you know, tennis, you're out there. It's like you said, it's an island, and you're there by yourself, and there's nobody that's going to get you out of there or out of the situation you're in other than you. Any mistake or unforced error that you make is 100% on you and not on what the other person did. As opposed to baseball, you know, pitchers are making pitches and things like that. But yeah, it definitely helps you. Helps you just, you know, mentally and be mentally strong because, you know, hitting you just take it, take your own accountability pretty much, and uh, just do what you can to do to succeed. Really was impressed by the maturity of uh, Xavier Edwards during that interview. Uh, it's hard to believe he's uh, going to be 20 years of age, just 20 during the majority of this season, um, and really an exciting kid on and off the field and uh, a great opportunity for you to get to know him a little bit more. Um, over the course of the last several years, we've gotten to know Vidal Brujan and Ronaldo Hernandez, and both of those guys were added to the 40-man roster this year. Excited for both. Uh, for Vidal, this has been a busy year. He was in the Arizona Fall League. He, along with Brendan McKay and Mike Brasso, were part of that program in uh, Miami, the Rookie Career Development Program that just wrapped up. We spoke about that, but you know, I first asked Vidal, who did the interview predominantly in English and also in Spanish, as English is getting so much better. Um, I asked him in both in English and Spanish uh, where he was when he learned he was put on the race 40-man roster for the first time. I go to the, my home because he Jairo told to me, hey, come back in the academy because uh, I did the meeting, the other coach. He, hey, you, I go to the road to the quarant <laughs> because happy. You know, he's pretty good. And what does that mean to you and your family? Que significa para ti y su familia? Uh, this is my family. He happy. He excited. He good. <laughs> I like that good. My mother is, is you know, llorando. Gray. Uh, he's happy. Oh, my brother, my sister, he's happy. Are you excited about your first spring training with the Rays? Estás emocionado con tu primer uh, entrenamiento de primavera con los Rays? Yes, he's, he's a lot of todo Adam and Kermaya. It's very good. How was Miami? Uh, what did you learn? Felicidades. ¿Cómo estuvo Miami y qué aprendiste? Es muy, muy diferente. Me enseñaron muchas cosas. Me enseñaron a controlar mi cuenta. Eh, que no permita que los abogados controlen tu cuenta. Ni nada por el estilo. Que es una buena experiencia. 
una experiencia conocer a los otros jugadores, conocer a integrantes de béisbol que no conocía y viento. I learned a lot of things. I learned about accountability. I learned about um, maintaining control over my own bank accounts. Uh, I met other players. All of us learned um, really good things uh, while we were there. It was a really good experience. And what did it mean to be part of that program? ¿Qué significaba ser parte de ese programa? Significaba que, ta, que me sentía bien porque estaba con otro compañero que, que son buenos jugadores. Me sentía bien porque tenía bueno, buena gente a, a mi alrededor que me podían enseñar qué significa pelota, ¿me entiendes? Y me siento bien y agradecido porque me invitaron. Y más lo que yo aprendí allá que fue una buena experiencia. It was good because I was surrounded by other teammates, other players. We were, um, they were really good people. Um, we learned uh, from each other. We learned together, and it was good to get to know them. Um, it was a really good experience. I was surrounded by really good people. You also went to Arizona. How did that help you? También fuiste a Arizona. ¿Cómo te ayudó eso? Me ayudó bastante porque estaba con un, un grupo de jugadores muy bueno. Estaba en un ambiente que... Había mucho talento realmente y fue una buena experiencia porque le, le tuve que poner más empeño a mi trabajo porque veo la clase de jugadores que tengo al lado y fue una buena experiencia. Um, it helped a lot. I was with a good group of people, a lot of talented people. Um, it was good experience. It forced me to pay attention to what I was doing and do it well. So how do you want to improve this year? ¿Cómo quiere mejorar este año? My parents, uh, a lot of talk to English, uh, my, my body language, uh, a lot of talk to the other guys. And what did you learn last year? ¿Qué aprendiste el año pasado? Muchas cosas buenas. Eh, aprendí que el significado de, de jugar pelota se requiere muchas cosas. Que comportarse bien, mantenerse en el terreno de juego, que si te va mal, no quiere decir que ya se acaba la pelota ahí. Hay que seguir tirando para adelante y siguiendo aprendiendo de la cosa y me encontré que fue un, un año muy bueno porque aprendí muchas cosas que todo relacionado con, con mi cuerpo, que mi body language. Um, I learned a lot of things. Uh, he learned a lot about um, maintaining his body, controlling his body. Um, learned a lot about body language. You also played shortstop and second base. Did you enjoy that? Jugaste campo corto y segunda base. ¿Lo disfrutaste? Yes, because... I had three years to go. Me no play shortstop because me play second base always. Uh, it's more different. Uh, he play shortstop, but it's okay. He, I like that I play baseball. Certainly very excited to see Vidal Brujan. Um, he has game-changing speed, 
switch hitter, defender who can play multiple positions, as you heard, uh, and he's probably going to do a lot of that this spring training. And speaking of new faces in spring training uh, and how they've grown, a uh, youngster from Colombia, Ronaldo Hernandez, uh, also was with Vidal in the Arizona Fall League catching there. He had a, a quite a busy offseason. Uh, I also asked uh, Ronaldo uh, where he was when he learned about being put on the race 40 man. Uh, I went to play in the winter ball in Barranquilla with my team in Colombia. But when they called to me, I feel like excited because I don't wait for that. But when he, when they call me, feel excited and I call my family and I tell him. What uh, does it mean to you and your family? family? Que significa para ti y su familia? For me, uh, Nothing special, uh, something special, because that was another another opportunity for me in my life, then for my family too, because my family they feel excited for my work. Who called you and and what did uh, he say? Quién te llamo y qué dijo? Jeff, he called me. My when and then he said, "Hey, you in the roster." the 40-man roster, then I'm feeling excited for you, then keep going. Tell me, are you excited? How excited are you about your first spring training with those with the Rays? Estás emocionado con tu primer entrenamiento de primavera con los Rays? Yeah, I feel a lot excited because that was my first time, the, a long time we were uh, been training, big league has been training. Then oh, I'm feel I'm feel good. I'm feel ready to go. How do you want to improve this year? Uh, Como quieres mejorar este año? I want to improve with my defense. Then keep going with my offense. Then just I give the the give the best to me in the game, and that's it. Your defense, your blocking, your throwing, tira, uh, receptor, okay. Uh, I want to improve in my receiving, my blocking, then that's it. And tell me a little bit about uh, your year last year. Dígame sobre el año pasado. Uh, last year, uh, beginning of the season, I started a little bit. So, well, I did, I did adjustment with that, then I'll be better in the finish the season. What adjustments? Okay. Okay, uh, uh, just going to the cage sometime when the hitting coach say me something like I do back in the in the in the game. Then my defense too. Uh, I'm good every day to improve my defense with the manager. Then that's helped me to me. What did you learn last year? ¿Qué aprendiste año pasado en Port Charlotte? Communicate with my with my team with my team team. Then the call a little bit more call again. Uh, when I go to the fall league, I was improved with my defense too with the another another guys with the another catcher. I'm feeling feel good. You mentioned Arizona. How did Arizona help you? Como Arizona te ayudo? To be more control. 
and in the game. Uh, when I go to the game, feel more relaxed with the another guys than and talk with, with in English with the with my teammate, you know. And on the field, what you learn? ¿Qué te aprendiste en Arizona? On the field, just maintain my my team, and that's it. And that's Ronaldo Hernandez, uh, talented catcher. His English has gotten so much better. Uh, remarkable that he was able to do now a full interview in just English. Um, and uh, he's grown a lot because of another catcher in the system, a guy and a lot of people don't know about in Max Siebert, but they've become friends. Uh, they exchange uh, conversations on the phone in English at least three times a week because Ronaldo really wants to work on his English going forward. And uh, he actually hit the lead. He didn't tell me until after we finished the interview that he got married about three weeks ago. So congratulations to Ronaldo. Uh, his then fiance was with him traveling last year during the course of the season um, and will be with him obviously all year after he got married just a few weeks ago. Pretty big news going into spring training. Um, this was kind of a year of change for, you know, Ronaldo getting married and Vidal Brujan with some of the opportunities he had, but also a year of change in a good way uh, for Garrett Whitley. Uh, Garrett is a former first-round pick of the Rays from five seasons ago. Last year, he played a full season in Port Charlotte after tearing his labrum the previous year. Um, and uh, it's amazing how much he's grown physically and, and mentally over the last several years since he was a, a high school draft pick. You know, I, I chatted with Garrett a little bit about uh, what it meant to uh, be back on the field last year and uh, what the season meant to him. It meant everything. I'm so thankful to have been able to go out and play a full season healthy. Um, you know, obviously having missed the entire 2018 season, um, I was just, you know, happy to be out playing again, happy to be able to play the sport that I love. And, um, yeah, to be able to do the whole thing, the whole to play the season healthy, um, it's just a, a blessing. I'm very happy about it. Did it make you appreciate a lot or the game that much more, do you think? And how much do you think that'll help you going forward? Yeah, it definitely did. Um, I always loved baseball and, like, appreciated the game. But having having to be away from it made me realize even more what it, what it means to me, what the game means to me. So um, it did help in the sense that when I was going through some struggles and stuff last year, I still had that perspective of I would um, – Again, just like I'm happy to be out here and having that kind of um, that calmness in it uh, with everything just made it a little bit easier to deal with the tougher times and you know even more fun when the times were good. Did the injury itself was a freak thing too, right? You just kind of landed on your labrum, funny going for a catch. Yeah, yeah, dove for a ball um, last weekend of spring training on a backfield, and uh, I don't really know. I've dove for balls. A lot in the past and a lot since, and um, you know, knock on wood, nothing's ever happened. Uh, but I guess I just hit the ground weird. Maybe it was a little uh, too dry or something out there, and yeah, it just kind of stuck and popped. And last year, you spent the whole year in Port Charlotte. How did you grow? Do you think as a ball player on the field, um, and and how much do you think it will help you going into this year? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like I took strides and. You know, the way I approach my at-bats, um, swinging at good pitches, recognizing certain things. Um, obviously, I had a lot of swing and miss um, issues last year that I'm, I've been working on this off season, And um, definitely, that's been my main focus, um, my main thing to address for this year. I um, feel like I made a lot of strides in that. I'm feeling a lot more comfortable with that sort of thing. Um, but, 
yeah, and then it was just uh, a lot of just getting back into it and everything, too. Not that you weren't athletic when you were drafted. You were a top pick. Obviously, you're an athletic guy, but you look more the part now than in 15. I mean, it's four years of five years of physical maturity. How different do you feel now than when you got drafted? Yeah, I feel great now. Um, I've been putting in a lot of work. Um, I've been working out at uh, Maple Zone Sports Institute uh, in Philadelphia with Rob Rubina, um, who's great. He's uh, yeah, he's a really great strength coach. Um, we've been working on my mobility, um, sprints. I feel, I feel honestly, I feel faster, stronger. And for me, the thing that makes me just feel more comfortable in my body, more comfortable with everything, is that I feel more mobile, more flexible, more my hips are looser and things like that. That um, they make, I don't know, they make me feel like a better athlete, um, and I just feel like everything moves more smoothly, and uh, I don't know, I feel great right now. How do you hope that translates uh, on the field? What are some things that you want to do better in 20 than you did, let's say, in 19? Um, well, I'm hoping that it uh, translates to, you know, some, I don't know, just like kind of overall everything. I always hope that my whole game can improve. Um, I definitely want to steal some more bases than I did last year. Um, I had... Uh, a decent number of stolen bases, but I like to be more successful more often and you know, steal more often. Um, and hopefully uh, the strength, the added strength, will turn into some pretty good power numbers too. Um, from a off the field, how, have, uh, how do you think also you've changed and how do you think that helps you? You know, what kind of keeps you locked in and also gives you something to kind of focus on away from the field because I think you've probably realized going through rehab you don't want this to consume you 24-7 because it can be more detrimental than it can be positive. Right, yeah. Um, like you just mentioned, going through the rehab gave me some perspective of um, just the the way that I need to be able to separate my off-the-field life from my baseball life. Um, you know, when I was younger, I would uh, a lot of the times bring baseball home with me um, which then can compound into a lot of just overthinking and that kind of thing and I'm not saying that I don't do that now I, I do and I I, I mean I, I do <laughs> but uh, I do it less now um, I feel like I'm, I'm better at um, focusing on other things off the field so that when I'm thinking about baseball I'm, I'm 100% on baseball and it's not just a constant like, um, I don't know, just, you know how when you overthink something, like, even when you're trying to focus on it, it's not quite the way you want it to be because you're always thinking about it. Um, so I feel like less of it like that. Like, I can focus better now. Well, I see on your social media, you're a big fan of the NBA, yes. big fan of, uh, and you're in the Philadelphia area, you told me, and a big fan of Spider-Man. So bigger fan of which among the two and why? Uh, bigger fan of NBA for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love uh, I love the NBA. I like I like the Boston Celtics, but um, I just love the league in general. Like I root for players. Um, I like following guys, and uh, I, don't, I think it's a really fun league. And, um, but I do love uh, that new Spider-Man movie too. Um, yeah, the Into the Spider Verse, the cartoon one with Miles Morales. That was I don't know, man. I just I I saw it like three times in the theaters, like. And I don't really do that with movies. It just kind of, like, resonated with me. I really liked it. Who's your NBA guy? My favorite player? I'm a big LeBron guy. <laughs> I really – I like LeBron. I like Giannis. Um, I like Kemba Walker. And as you spend time here in this hitting camp, there are a lot of different guys that are teaching too. How much is that helping you, and how much do you think it will help you this year, some of the new guys they've brought in? 
yeah, um, I like the way that we're going about uh, teaching hitting here now. It's um, we're talking more mechanically similar to the things that I like to do, um, and but they're giving a new perspective, a new way of thinking, it, um, and definitely some drills that I've never done before um, that I think would be beneficial. Um, I definitely like the way that they're talking about things now. Great to see Garrett Whitley and great to see the growth that he's had. And uh, similarly, I think what's been impressive is the growth of one Chris Betts. Chris was a guy who was one of the race top picks when he was drafted out of high school, uh, immediately needed Tommy John surgery, and had his fair share of injuries uh, during the course of um, his time with the Rays going through. Uh, but this offseason has been a little bit different. And I asked him, uh, you know, what it's been like for him and how healthy he is now. Probably as healthy as I've been. Um, last off season, I had to come home from Australia early. I got a little sick out there, had quite the virus, um, so that was an ordeal. But this off season, from beginning to end, I haven't had even as much as the cold. So, <laughs> pretty confident coming in, which is a nice feeling. It's been it's been about four years of one thing or another. And you came off your healthiest year. Was it your best year? Do you think as a professional? Yeah, I think it was definitely my best year. Uh, first and foremost, because I stayed healthy. Um, but secondly, I finally put up some numbers and was able to play every day and be available to be in the lineup. So um, it was a big confidence boost for me to just get through that season and do well. What'd you learn? What'd you learn about yourself? And where do you think you grew the most? Uh, I, I would say I learned the most about myself. Uh, just kind of having how, how much better day-to-day life can be with having a solid routine from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. Um, I had a really good routine last year. Uh, with my fiance who was with me, um, just a nice schedule from home and road stuff, and uh, it was good. And then at the end of the season, I just, you know, outside of developing a routine, just taking care of my stuff at the ballpark every day, and and trying to not take the bad days home, and trying to trying to keep the uh, the highs as mellow as I could, even on the good days. So, <clears throat> so since you brought it up, congratulations on you and Hannah. When did you get engaged? Do you guys have a date now, and and uh, for for your wedding? Yeah, so thank you. Um, we got engaged mid-November um, at uh, the Sarlos Family's Winery. Um, they're a baseball family, um, and uh, they they helped me out a ton. So we got engaged in November up there in Los Olivos, California. Um, no date yet. As soon as we got engaged, it was holidays. It was we bought a horse together, and we're buying a house currently. Um, so I think we looked at each other a couple weeks ago, and we're like, oh, my God, we haven't done anything for the wedding, so I think we're going to go for off-season 2021. Okay, so plenty of time to plan. Um, so was did the Sarlos family, I know he was a relief pitcher in the big leagues with Houston and others, um, did you know them? What was the kind of inside part of why you proposed there? Yeah, so I was, uh, I was golfing with a friend of mine, and I told him I wanted to do it at a winery of some sorts where it could be very private and a photographer could kind of be around and just really just mellow but – but private in the same same sense. And he asked if I knew the Sarlos family. And I actually did not know them that well directly, but Bill Mosiello, who's an assistant coach at TCU, um, on the same staff as Sarlos, is unbelievable family friends of ours. So I just gave him a call, and, and he said, you know, you give me 12 hours, I'll take care of it. And sure enough, I had a voicemail the next morning from Larry Sarlos pretty much invite me up to their property for their guest house you you know you use whatever you need of ours and they couldn't have been more gracious hosts and it was it was uh it was nice to have a little baseball tie in there as well 
So obviously things worked out great. How, how helpful is Hannah been? Because for people who don't know, she it was a rider for many years. She trains horses, yeah. right? And that yeah. you mentioned you, you bought a horse or yeah. buying a horse. Yeah, so she's been unbelievably helpful. Our schedules couldn't work out um, more perfectly. Pretty much my season is her off-season, and my off-season is her season. So pretty seamless transition. As soon as the season's over, I go into stay-at-home fiancé, dad mode, and uh, – <clears throat> and try and hold down the fort for her. But during the season for me, it's, you know, anything from, hey, the truck needs its oil change, and I just I can't get myself out of bed at 8 a.m. this morning, and the game went till 11 last night, or, or just coming home to a home-cooked meal, keep me more honest on my schedule. And, and she also kind of checks me at the door. Um, you know, if I come home after a really big night and, you know, I feel like the greatest greatest thing since sliced bread, she'll, she'll pump the brakes on that a little bit and check me up. But then also... Um, the biggest help is just the days where you come home and you're just not, you know, it's August and you're struggling and you got your teeth kicked in all night and she's just there to not even bring you up about the game. Um, just kind of like be bubbly, be happy about anything else but baseball. And it's just, it's another person to talk to at all times. And, you know, I've known her since I was 14. So she knows how I tick. Um, she can get me out of anything, get me into anything. So that's been a huge blessing for me. Certainly that helps in terms of the growth process. How do you want to grow this year? Um, I'd like to just keep refining, um, keep refining my game, uh, in, in all aspects, but also just, you know, kind of learn, learn how to be the, the best baseball player I can be and be as consistent as I can be. That's my biggest thing is I'd love to be a lot more consistent with my game. Um, I'm also making some changes in the off season to my game. So I'm just trying to put all those on the field and which everyone is so pretty standard, but just trying to be a lot more consistent. Is that catching? Is it behind the plate or next to it that you're doing most of the change? And how, and what are you doing? Yeah, so so catching is more, a little bit more experimenting and, and going out on a limb and trying some things. Um, but Tomas Francisco with us has been the biggest help for me this off season. It's, it's so open line. Um, so if I want to try something, I just break out my two video cameras I bought, film whatever I tried, send it to him. He gives me his feedback. Um, and it's just, it's an open line. And so, so just little things catching and then hitting wise, um, a little bit of a swing change, um, trying to hold on to the power that I kind of grew into and minimize a lot of the swing and miss and, and a lot of the negative sides of it and just become a more consistent hitter and, and try and become someone who profiles a lot better at the higher levels. Um, and same thing, Cole Figueroa with us and Brady North. Um, I mean, I've probably had over two dozen calls with them throughout the off season. It's like, Hey, like I felt this today and you know, they're just shooting back with everything possible and just lots of help. So the organization, I haven't had to go outside of the organization for anything. That's that's really nice. I know a lot of guys who all their off-season work is outside the organization. For me, I was, I was able to keep it all inside, um, which was just really nice, reassuring for me. That's great to hear. And you caught so many good guys in Bowling Green last year. I was kind of curious your take because the publicity went to Shane Boz and, and uh, Shane McClanahan, among the guys who are still currently here. Who's a guy that people aren't talking about that's a little underrated yeah. that probably needs a little more hype because you, you caught them and you see what they are? Uh, Caleb Sampin, 100%. Um, he's got he's got five pitches. He taught himself a new fastball at the beginning or in the middle of the season, and it worked. And he's just he's so smart. He's so educated. Um, he takes care of his business. He's very precise, but he, he's you know he's not a he's not he's he he can let loose and he still has a good time. And he's just you know he's kind of like all of us, but 
his work is so much more precise than a lot of the other guys and kind of fail, failure is not really an option for him. Um, but he doesn't do it in a hard headed way. He's just very precise and thinks everything through. And he's, he's unbelievably educated. He's taught me a lot about hitting and analytics. And, and I learned a lot of my strategies with how I'm going about calling games just from rooming with him on the road the whole season and staying up till 1am just talking about, you know, whatever happened that night or whatever we're watching on TV. So he's definitely someone who's beyond under the radar. Um, and even though he's right-handed, he's still probably the one guy, the, the guy I'd want to face the absolute least out of anyone on that team because he'd pick me apart. <laughs> really good stuff from uh, Chris Betts. Congrats to him and Hannah on getting engaged. And thanks very much to all of our guests on the program, Xavier Edwards, Vidal Brujan, Ronaldo Hernandez, along with Chris Betts and Garrett Whitley. Um, we will have podcasts next week. We'll have certainly news as it occurs. But I also mentioned that there are some pitchers um, that are going to be working out the next couple of weeks in Port Charlotte. So we'll be chatting with some of the pitching prospects, maybe another interesting interview on the position player side, too. Uh, we'll do that as we go. We thank you for being with us, and we will talk with you soon.